Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Decorand FM. Then I was in the sort of the middle of the, the range team, which was the under 25s And then I got into the full South African squad, but never got a cap because we never played in internationals. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, being a school teacher, uh, that must have been amazing as well. You stand, you, and all the parties, I mean, how long was it? A four-year yeah, four, four year years course. at varsity. Or, yeah. um, that first year, you can't remember at all, right? It's or the second, or the <laughs> third, or the fourth. <laughs> and uh, then, um, did, did you, obviously, uh, you then qualified. And then, how did you get the job as a school teacher at that specific school where you were at? Because, or did you apply for that? Um, no, I, I um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Sorry, let me go back. You do have to apply. So, um, but I think I'm obviously coming. Coming out of Parktown as the head boy, um, and then qualifying as a teacher and wanting and wanting to go and teach at Parktown, knowing how Parktown works, um, how the school system works, um, I think it was it was fairly easy for me to get in there as a teacher. And um, so yeah, I just thought it was cool. I just enjoyed the school. I enjoyed my schooling, as I said earlier. So it was it was sort of seemed like the obvious move. I became a hostel. Master, so I stayed on the property. Okay. So everything was sort of cheaper. You know, your accommodation is is paid for. Um, and the cool thing about that is that in my second year of te- I only taught for two years. My second year of teaching, there was a little there was a little pub just around the corner called JJ's, um, Joburg Junction, and um, I picked myself up a, a Friday, a Friday late afternoon solo gig. So it was quite cool because I could literally walk across there with my guitar from where I was staying at Parktown. Um, so that's where the music thing kicked in. The uh, the rugby, uh, once a year or twice a year, they have this big festival there mm. at a, and all the schools take part. Uh, and that must have been amazing as well. I mean, being a school teacher, and then you got the sport as well to keep you busy. But the discipline, once again, were you very strict as a school teacher? No, that's when it started to wane a little bit. Oh, shame. Those poor kids. I, I can't be that strict now, can I? Yeah, yeah. I, you know? I sort of, it's, it's not in me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I prefer the, um, yeah, it, it's, it's sort of, you know, I like to, to know, the, the, the kids to know that these are the rules. Um, but, yeah, I think it would have taken its toll on me to, to have sort of stuck it out for many, many years and, and been through that whole school system. But as I said, I, I, I really enjoyed my two years as a teacher. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was fun, and I got my message across. And I, 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 it's funny because, that you know, people always come up to me and say, it's, it's um, you know, a school teacher, wow, and now you, you, you're in a band, you know, and that, that is so worlds apart. But I've always said, no, it isn't. It's, 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 they're incredibly close because you, you ultimately, you're in front of people in both you you have stories to tell um you've got messages to to get across and i th- i find them very similar in fact the parallels between teaching and being in a band for me are, are pretty similar and did you also find i mean uh, the kids get to school and there's no discipline at home and they expect you to uh you know discipline and teach those children what is right and what is wrong and uh, you know, parents don't really care, but maybe not during your time, but how do you feel if you see what's going on now with education and uh, how important it is to read and stuff like that? And uh, Maybe a couple of youngsters listening to the show right now, how important is uh, uh, 
education really i mean you can be naughty at school and do your thing like we've all yeah. been but at the end of the day uh you know that's your future huh? i think that's what that's what uh, teaching nowadays or education is more for that now i think what 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 um what people can learn on on the internet and you know all those various mediums is where the bulk i would imagine of of their education is going to come from but i still believe that you know the very important part of of school of schooling are those sort of the the basics i think the basics of of life and communication and um you know just just being able to get on with with life as you know us all living in a sort of a social environment you know i think that's mm-hmm. where that's the importance for me of of education of schooling and how did you handle we we're going to move off this now, but i found it fascinating and interesting um about be, being a school teacher because uh, sure, uh the school teachers kids are very naughty <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you met some yeah. kids there that had parents that were, were, were school teachers. Yeah, they normally got their homework first done and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But also, you know, a lot of responsibility goes with it. I mean, something goes wrong at school. I mean, we did it at school as well. That that uh, what seven was she seven? I heard today, or whatever. They they pulled this chair out underneath her, and she fell down and she died. And I mean, we all did that at school. And mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, man, we we were so. You know, as somebody said, you don't do that, but we did it, and now somebody's died because of that. I mean, can you Absolutely. imagine those kids in that school? And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, I suppose the the um, the press and the, the 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 speed at which information gets around mm-hmm. makes things like that. I mean, look, it is what it is, and it's 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 incredibly sad. The the, the those things happen then as well. But I think the, the 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 as I say the level of communication. I mean, it's an instant. Someone probably filmed it happening. Yeah, well, that's you know, same. and and um, but you know, when when we were at school, it, it was you were doing those sorts of things all day, every day. Mm. That was that was the biggest joke. Yeah. So you taught uh, those kids history. And what English as well? English, English. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And your history? Do you still love history? Do you? Uh, what what part of history do you prefer? First World War, Second World War? Yeah, uh, I'm, South I'm African of, history. Yeah, I prefer the the, the World Wars. Um, don't ask me anything about them now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, 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 but the the funny thing with with schooling and and sort of tertiary education was was that I, I really got in. I really started loving um, history after school. Um, at school, I I got through it. You know, I I enjoyed it. I was in the class and whatever, most of the time. And but um, but yeah, it sort of it, it was more it was more after school, I suppose. Uh, you know, just the way we were we were taught then and, and whatever. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I really loved English actually. Okay, I say old chap. Which <laughs> <laughs> Afrikaans, Craig? Nee, dat is alright. Maar ik 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 voel dat als ik Afrikaans praat. As a lacquer Afrikaans product, mm-hmm. would take um, fluk. So, yeah, that's not in Dang Yong. Yeah, so uh, uh, the, 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 the role of it, um, of the Uri Tong, as a fluk. You must watch out, you be careful how you roll those R's. Yeah. <laughs> what is that in Afrikaans or lacquer Savertal? What is it, you know, in Afrikaans to you, uh, when you when you look at all the South African musicians singing in Afrikaans? I don't think you've done anything in Afrikaans yet. No, no, okay. never done anything in Afrikaans. If there's an opportunity, 
maybe a duet with somebody. Uh, would you be keen to do an Afrikaans song? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would never, never discard that. Um, I think for me, music is just music. And mm. uh, I tell you what, the Afrikaans artists at the moment out there are amazing. There's some incredible voices and some incredible songs, some incredible songwriting, mm. production. It's just, I tell you, um, I, I I believe it's, it, uh, well, it is. It's such a massive industry in this country and it's, it's, and it's, and it's because um, it's good. And people buy, still buy music, buy CDs, their supporters. And uh, also, I mean, the, most of these Afrikaans bands have so many uh, small towns with functions and, you know, like the Cooksister Fierce and yeah. the Baltong Fierce. I mean, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of work there for uh, a lot of South African musicians. Uh, I think the English rock bands or whatever, they, they're struggling a bit because they're not getting enough airplay, mm. which is tough. But uh, those days are over as well. You don't need to hear your song on radio anymore. They are... Social media, I mean, well, yeah. you'll find out about a band quickly. Somebody will see a band in a venue and they'll get, get that camera going. And Instantly that, famous. It's ama- and, and in yeah. your day, you still had to put posters up, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's absolutely. I remember writing on that, um, you know, when Watershed first started and we were playing at Roxy Rhythm Bar um, on that corner of Jan Smuts and Empire, that big wall outside Parktown Boys. Mm. We were we were th- we were there every time we were going to play at Roxy or at one of those uh, music venues around there, spray painting Watershed live and the date, you know, and it was such a big part of of pulling people to yeah. the shows, you know, that physical yeah. thing and the stickers under the toilet seats and yeah. the flyers and um and uh, here's a good one that came in. Uh, let's see. Oh yes, hey Barney, some good musos come out of Parktown. The boys from Amersham. Also there, they were in the same year as me and uh, one year behind Craig from Andy. So uh, there you go, a lot of musos out of Parktown. You remember Amersham, the boy? Yeah, there? and I, I remember them very well, Adam and, and Nathan. Um, Nathan, in fact, played for Watershed mm. um, in the very, very early days. So we released the album in 2000, and Nathan was was Watershed's first bass player for a couple of months, and then he moved, he moved on. And I say... Uh, Watershed's first, but I actually I went into studio to record Watershed's album alone, um, as as Watershed, and um, and in that partic- in that studio, um, found um, uh, Watershed's first guitarist, bass player, and Nathan was the bass player, and he was he was Amersham's. We're going to talk more about Watershed being on the road, the worst gigs, the best gigs, all the awards that uh, that you guys have won. I mean. Uh, 10 Sama nominations, I think, uh, one a Sama or two. Not a Sami, a Sama. South African Music Award. That's what it's called. We used to call it Samis. <laughs> Barney and Friends. Barney Simon.